It's the Imperial Podcast with Andrew and Eric. Let's talk beer that we're drinking right now just to get things going. 8.5%. That's right in the in the fun zone. Cheers, man. Cheers. Ice cold Cheers beer. Beers. Yeah, I'm glad that yours is ice cold. We've been talking a little while. Mine is gradually risen towards room temperature. Well, I went and refilled mine. Yeah. I've intentionally been uh, been really slowing this one down because it actually has to do with the, the beer topic that we're going to talk about, the beer oh, segment. Wow. wow, that'll be fun. What are you having right now? Well, that's that's the whole point. Uh, this is called El Sonido from Red Hook. Mm. It is a Mexican-style lager. Lager. Uh, Red Hook of Seattle, Washington. Uh, cool, cool looking can. You can't. Listeners I can see can't it. See yeah. it. You can. I'm a big fan it's of Red fun. Hook. I feel like they're underplayed. I, I think. Um, I think that they have some real solid brews that just don't get the uh, don't get the attention they deserve. Yeah, my dad's favorite beer is Red Hook ESB. Yeah. It's so I have that good. a lot. I also a go to IPA for me on the golf course is Long Hammer. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the I don't want to bag on them now that I just said that they're real good, but the the variety pack that I just got, uh, there's a couple beers in there that I didn't. It's not that I didn't like. Well, I wouldn't buy them again. Let's put it that way. Yeah. At this point, everybody knows if there's a beer in front of me, I'm probably going to drink it regardless. But if I'm going to choose to purchase something, uh, there's like a a lime IPA that they did. Hmm. Maybe maybe I was in a bad mood. I don't know. But I didn't enjoy it too much. Interesting. Have you ever had uh, Big Ballard, their Imperial IPA? I have. I like it. I think it's very underrated. Like a yeah, six pack, a six, a six pack's like nine bucks, and yeah. it's really, really good in like a big, huge, flavorful imperial. Yep, yep. It is if it is every bit of an imperial that you when you buy an imperial, what you want. Yeah, it that is what it is. Yeah, it's and great. they mass and they mass distribute it in bottles, which is cool because most places, I mean, most breweries aren't shipping out their imperial. To every grocery store in the Northwest, right. but they right. do. They send that beer. You can get it at any grocery store in Spokane. Yeah, it's a winner. It's great. What are you drinking? Very nice. Uh, I'm having homebrew tonight. This is uh, a boy, a, a pale ale that I brewed uh, called. I'm calling it Clements Pale, uh, hmm. named after my friend Ryan. Clements, shout out to Ryan. Uh, he's interested mm. in home brewing, and uh, I've been teaching him how to brew. And we made this beer together. Cool. It is a ripoff of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Was the original recipe. I had to tweak some things because they they didn't homebrew shop didn't have exactly what I was looking for. But if I had to compare it to something, I would say Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Very crisp. Yeah. Um what most beer drinkers would probably classify as an IPA. It should probably be called an IPA. Right, right. But 
but yeah, pale ale, Clements Pale. Shout out to Ryan. I actually hung out with Ryan today because he's getting very invested into home brewing, and we're gonna grow a bunch of hops together. And so, uh, it's gonna be what's exciting. up, Ryan? Yeah. I would like to be your friend now. Well, we're gonna have plenty because the amount of plants that the amount of uh, cascade bulbs that we're putting in, we should have like fifty pounds of harvest a year. Which I like is that quite a bit. Uh, so I'm stoked about that. Sierra Nevada, what's the primary hop? Is that Chinook? Is that Cascade? What's the primary hop on there? Uh, my I mind know it has says multiple, sh- but yeah, my mind says Chinook. Um, but let us look. Where's my homebrew book? Uh, it's in. It's not in here. It's in the brewery, which is also the laundry room. <laughs> Chasing, uh, chasing, yeah, that's funny. I actually, um, I'll tell you what I'm gonna drink. What my second beer is gonna be because I'm almost out anyway. Yeah, yeah. My second beer is from Ruben's Brews. Oh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I feel like they're one of my more recent uh, discoveries. I've seen, I've seen their logo, and I've okay here in the LC Valley, we don't get a whole lot of. We'll just bypass that. Uh, when I get to see Ruben's Brews available, I buy it. And Costco, I think we've talked about this before, has been doing real fun things with like four packs of craft brews. Yeah. And Ruben's Brews was in there. And so this is the, they call it Ruben's Crush Chinook. So it's, uh, there you go. it's, it's all about the Chinook hops and it, uh, yeah, real, real. I tried one the other day. It's a hazy India IPA. Yeah. India Pale Ale. India IPA would be a double India, IPA. India, India. <laughs> uh, Sierra Nevada Pale is 100% Cascade. I knew it was a C. I was like, I don't think it's Citra. Yep. Chinook, Cascade. Yeah. Which is what we're growing, so I'm stoked. Cool. Yep, we'll have lots. I'll share. That'd be great. Okay, so to start... Uh, today's episode, we're going to continue down the uh, beer style journey that we've been on. Uh, and by been on, I mean for one episode. Yeah. Uh, but this so will this be the second one. Step number two. Step two. And the thought behind this idea is that if you're if you're new to beer or if you're interested in beer or even if you like beer and you've been drinking beer for a while, it can be easy to go to a place that has a bunch of beer, especially if you live in the Northwest like we do, everyone has beer and they have tons of options for the most, I mean, any restaurant will have minimum eight drafts is pretty standard nowadays. Uh, and kind of two things can happen. Uh, the first is that there can be a bunch of stuff that you're scared of and you don't understand what it is uh, style wise. Yeah. So you just order the same beer over and over and over. Or you find a lane and you're like i know that i like hefeweizens so if you have a hefeweizen it doesn't matter who makes it or where it's from that's what i'm going to order because i've i recognize that word and then you just kind of get stuck or ipas are that way like my mom is that person where she just goes i'll have your ipa she doesn't care yeah um not saying it's wrong but we thought it'd be fun to kind of break down 
breakdown. We're not geniuses, but just kind of the basics of some different styles. Yeah. We covered pale ales last time. And today we're going to talk about lagers and pilsners, which often get confused for each other. Yeah. So, Andrew, why don't you just say, like, your if you had to explain to somebody that was like, what's a lager and what's a pilsner and how are those two things different? Because in the glass, they look the same. What would yeah. you say? So, the fun part about this is they they look the same. They also taste pretty similar. However, it this is like one of the primary differences between beers. So lager is cold fermented. It it actually ferments on the bottom, uh, whereas ales they all are top fermented at a higher temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so my own experience as far as home brewing, I've never done a lager. I don't have the setup. I've never really wanted to. Uh, I just I haven't I haven't checked it out. But that is a. I mean when you when you start going down the road of like. What is beer? One of the first questions is, is it ale or is it lager? Because that's going to put you in two different camps. So yeah. it's all about fermentation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if it, like for me, I know that there's a lot of uh, beer people who would say that these two styles are hogwash. And yeah. uh, they are for pansy boys and pansy girls. And nobody should drink these beers. I, as we've discussed in the episode where we talked about homebrewing, I completely disagree. And I have the utmost respect for these beers. And specifically, have the utmost respect for the breweries that make them. um, Because it's really, really difficult to make good tasting beer that doesn't have a lot of ingredients in it. Which these beers, Pilsners Pilsners and Lagers, are very light. And I really mean that. It's easy for the beer to get skunky. It's easy for the beer to yeah. to taste like nothing. Uh, it's easy for the beer to be boring and blah. And I, I tip my cap to the, the big guys that have been making the same lager or the same Pilsner for 50, 60, 70 years because it's really, really hard. And that's why most homebrewers don't make this style of beer is because it – it takes a ton of work. It takes science. Yeah. And I don't have time for science. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm setting most of my equipment and my scales and stuff on the dryer. So I'm not doing science. Uh, it sounds like you are. It sounds like a science experiment. No. Uh, what are Every your favorite? Time. Like, if you're going light beer, obviously okay. there's there's the big dogs. But if you're if you're talking, if you're just, it's a summer day. You're like it's. You live in the LC Valley. It's hotter than Satan's, you know, gooch down there. If if it's like August and it's a hundred and five, and you got to mow the lawn, what's your go-to light beer? I, oh man, I don't. This is a realm that I don't hang out in a lot, if I'm honest. But. If I'm if I'm tied down to one of these, or into this region, let's say that, um, <laughs> as of recently, as of last year, the what is it, the Natterday, 
which is like oh wow it's a lager with strawberry wow lemonade. is that <laughs> you're going um, way different direction than me uh does juice beer it is juice beer it's so much fun tastes it good does, it tastes good and it's like hey if you want to hang out you can do whatever you want and drink that and yep. it's gonna be you're gonna be just fine um, in my past, uh, I spent some time with the, the high life and it, you know, the champagne of beers really. And yeah. that's, if you want to get fancy, uh, the champagne of beers, Miller high life, uh, spent some time with PBR, mm-hmm. definitely rode that rodeo, uh, rolling rock. I felt, I don't know why I liked rolling rock. Um, it had a green bottle. There's other beers with green bottles, but I was just like, check this out. This one's green. Uh, early on. Th- those were early days for me. Heineken. Spent some time with Heineken. Yep. Uh, all of those are lagers. Yep. Uh, another, another, just to add to the lager slash Pilsner, so on the Pilsner side... Um, and my wife likes this because I, th- and I think she likes this. She doesn't listen to these, so I can say this. Uh, I'm pretty sure the primary reason why she likes this is because it has the, the foil top and it feels like, Ooh, this is fancy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Stella Artois, mm-hmm. uh, that's a Pilsner and she likes that. And it does, it does feel fancy. Mm-hmm. It does feel fancy, but it's. It is what it is. Uh, it those is are, those aren't. Um, I drink them. I drink them just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? It's funny you said that because my my Amy's favorite beer is Stella. If Stella is available, that's what she chooses. Uh, I feel like I, that would be more appropriately called the Champagne of beers. Yeah, I call it the the cannabis joint of beers because that <laughs> shit tastes like weed. <laughs> it is skunky, dude. It is skunky, skunky, skunky. And we can talk about why. Cause it's in a green bottle. Beer in a green bottle tastes skunky. It's part of it. It lets the light in. Uh, that's why a lot of beers in brown bottles is to reflect light Beer that is in green bottles or clear bottles typically has a skunky or cannabis uh, odor slash flavor to it. Well, as a whole, that's why the craft beer scene has actually gone back from bottles towards cans. Absolutely. To protect to protect from UV light yep. getting getting in there. Yeah, if you think if you're familiar with light beers, I mean, if you think of the way a Coors Light tastes compared to the way a Corona tastes. Um, those are, those are, as far as recipe and brewing style goes, yeah. those beers are neck and neck. But Coors Light tastes sweet and, and crisp and Corona tastes like, I mean, the only way I can describe it is like, it's got a little skunkiness to it. That's why you throw a lime in there. Corona. I do too. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a negative. Uh, they're doing it on purpose. They know that the light yeah. is going to make the beer taste that way. But if you had Corona, you ever had a Corona on draft? No. And it's because they want it to taste that way. Yeah. So 
it's part of the science is they they're doing it on purpose. It's not a negative flavor profile. It's just a different flavor profile. Um, anyways, I love light beer. I'm not too proud. I love crazy beer, but I am, I am a hundred percent not against a Coors Light. I have Coors Light. Well, I have Coors Light at home. Uh, not, I shouldn't say all the time. I more often have Miller Light or Rainier at home all the time. Uh, just the last it. time, the last time I had Coors Light in a fridge on my property, I did not live at this house. Well, I think that that's honestly your problem. Uh, I think that you don't care enough about early morning college football. It's not true. I think that you need to be more invested. I, I am invested. I pay more money for the. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, exactly what I am. I am yeah. very invested. Yeah, I'm not buying penny stock here. Yeah, in the words of uh, Uncle Pat, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Uh, so I some wisdom right there. Yeah, he's a good guy. The uh, yeah, I mean, my go-to is Miller Lite. The reason for that is that that's what my dad drinks. He has that at home a lot, so you got a good one going. Yeah, that Rubens Brews, that's real solid. Nice. It's they really got a good. They got good graphics going. Yeah, and the cursive R. Yep. Lowercase um, cursive R. So I keep light beer in my house primarily because on my day off, my days off. I love having an orange beer, which is a cheap beer, a lager or a Pilsner uh, with a splash of orange juice. And some people make fun of me for that. And I don't What'd you call it? Brass monkey? Some people call it brass monkey. Um, like if you went to a bar, that's like the cocktail name for it. Um. Mm, I don't often order it at a bar, though, so that's not... I mean, I just make it at home. I know I it like as... That's a good, I feel like that's a good call. Well, you should see some of the bars I go to. Th- that would be a very high-quality <laughs> drink compared to what I would normally go. Um, I was gonna. I was just going to say, cost-effectively, like, you have all of that at home, probably, and... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I like orange beers, and... Uh, so I do that on my days off, you know, when the coffee's gone, have a light beer with a splash of orange juice. I know it as uh poor man's mimosa or camping mimosa or man. When mimosa. is, when is your coffee gone? What I time mean, does that leave? Between 11 and noon. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, it's like Saturday and like we're doing yard yeah. work. I'm like. I'm not going to have like a Gatorade or anything. I'm just going to have yeah. a beer, put a little <laughs> Don't orange juice hydrate. In. Yeah. Listen, I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I love, but I, I, I think we've talked about this before, but when I go to a brewery, I often order their lightest beer. Yeah. What's interesting is that most breweries, like craft breweries, don't make a lager. A lot of right. them make a Pilsner. Yeah. 
So why do you think that is? Because it's a uh, because lager's different than an ale. Lager has to be fermented different. It's a whole different system. It's you and I are talking about be, before, but just the temperature as far as what it has to be maintained at in order for it to ferment correctly. Um, I mean, that's the vast majority of beers that people drink are ales. So everything from a stout, I mean, everything, everything else is an ale. Mm. doesn't matter what color it is. doesn't matter. It's, they're all ales, except for lagers. And so uh, if you have a system already set up, this would create a need for a second system. And let's be honest... As far as the craft brew scene, there's not, like, lager's not a huge, huge market there. So uh, they're going to invest where, where they're selling the most, and that's in the, on the ale style. And the um, chances of them making a lager cleaner yeah. than, you know, because that's kind of part of the style is that it's really clean. Yeah. But yeah. the chances of, you know, your local your local brewery making a lager that's like cleaner, crisper and brighter than let's say Rainier. Yeah. Is Rainier. You're saying it wrong. It's Rainier. Rainier. Yes. The, the, my, my champagne of beers. Not the champagne. My champagne of beers. You know, around here it's Rainier. Uh, uh, so, uh, beer advocate, which, I have no idea what their credentials are, but everybody seems to go to Beer Advocate scores, and they rate beers out of a hundred, and they give Rainier a sixty-five. Poor, <laughs> and that is a damn shame because I think it's a is tasty beer. Poor, as in P O R or P O U R. Uh, double O <laughs> poor. There you go. Yeah, they uh, they do not like it, and they say it's available year round, which is nice. That's thing, the description. 65 poor available year round. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's cool. I feel like that should add to the, the value. It's available. Someone with a journalism degree wrote that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, one thing that I've noticed uh, in recent years, and, and it's actually kind of revitalized the logger genre has been the hoppy lager. Have you tried some of those out? So it's, I mean, it's lager, but then they kind of revamp it and they've added a bunch of hops in there just to try to liven up the whole flavor profile of it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen some guys on the internet take like some PBRs or Rolling Rock or something and add hops to it, like with a French press. Mm-hmm. And it's a cute YouTube video, but just go buy an IPA. Yeah. Like wherever you bought that PBR, if you're, I mean, it's just a bit, you know, they're just doing a bit. Because if you actually wanted your beer to be more flavorful, just go uh, wherever you bought that yeah. beer. They sell beer there that is more flavorful. So if that's what you're looking for, do right. it. But it kind I, of feels contrary to the origin of the style, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's old school style, 
of yeah. we're just trying to make a light drink all day beer, which mm-hmm. is why I respect it. I appreciate the days where I'm like, it's hot outside and I don't want a yeah. big slam in IPA. I don't want to stout. I don't definitely don't want a yeah. dark beer of any kind. Um, my, I lean towards stylistically like Belgian style beers. And mm-hmm. when it's hot outside, that's the last thing I want. Right. So I think of like Pilsners and lagers as my like going to the lake beer. Like if we're going yeah. camping, I'm grabbing a 30 bomb of Miller Lite or something just because it's going to be hot and I just want something refreshing. Yeah. I'm not trying to sit down. I know I'm going to be waist deep in the water or whatever all day. I'm not looking for like, oh, this is like a really If you're unique, in the water, you don't barrel want to drink aged. water. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> not that water. You know, uh, if I'm like on a fishing trip, I'm not bringing like a six pack of Belgian saisons. You know why not? I don't know what. What, what are you fishing for? Was well, for my like Belgian saison oh. will freaking thrash. <clears throat> Never mind. Around <laughs> the campfire, I'll bring I'll bring some beer to drink in the evenings. But like for the day. Like if we're gonna, you know, if I'm gonna drink beer all day, yeah, I'm not just putting no, back you. sours and barrel aged stuff all day. I'll die. I'd be dead, and I definitely um, wouldn't be fishing. So I guess just to give it overall, loggers and pilsners, they are very light. Mm-hmm. They are like the the lightest as far as beers go. Um, they do not have a high hop profile. Right. They're pretty pretty mild when it comes to that. Um, they and they don't have a large malt <laughs> flavor profile yeah. either. It's pretty. Uh, it's it's just a very mild mild beer. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to your point, you can't be you can't be at volume ten or eleven all the time, mm-hmm. right? You've got to be able to have the the variation. So this is a good kind of slow down. Let's just reset the palate. Let's not let's not kill the taste buds before lunch. Like let's mm-hmm. or, or even after lunch. Like let's just give it a break a little bit and uh, keep keep rolling here. Yep, yep. I think that there's I think there's a common mistake that people make when they're learning about beer or yeah. are not trying to learn about beer. I think <laughs> that one... when you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, keep going. No, I interrupted. Keep going. Um, I think a lot of people, the first beer they ever try is a lager or a pilsner because mm-hmm. those are the most readily available beers. Yeah. And those beers have the least flavor. Yeah. So if you're somebody who's like, I had beer at one point and I had a, I tried a Coors Light or I tried a Michelob Ultra or something and you didn't like it, I would say you have to be a more experienced beer drinker to appreciate that style of beer. So I would encourage you to go the other direction. I would say go to the stuff that has a way bigger flavor profile because you're going to find things that your brain recognizes. So something like a Hefeweizen where there's going to be a lemon thrown in the top and your brain will go, we know what lemon is. citrus. Yeah. Yeah. Or an IPA that has a lot of IPAs have citrus uh, flavor profiles to them. 
your brain will accept that and your taste your taste buds will go we know what oranges taste like so there's right. something in this that we like and then your palate will will grow where if you have a coors light if you've never had a beer before and you drink coors light there's nothing in that that you've ever tasted before right it'll just be Except like for the water yeah but you would be like i mean the first time i had a beer the first time i had a sip of a beer i remember thinking this tastes nothing like soda right because that was the only like canned beverage I'd ever had. Well, it's not even, it's a completely different world than that, you know? So I would encourage people to not start with the American light beer and instead start with a craft beer and yeah. find flavors that you like instead of going, well, this is the light beer. So this is the easiest right. one to drink. I disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as this style, kind of the next step forward, and I, we didn't talk about this at all, but the next step forward, and I'm assuming that we won't do a full and like a full episode on it. I would assume that the next would be Kolsch. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just one step beyond the yep. lager and the Pilsner. And you're a big fan of Kolsch. Yeah. Love so, Kolsch. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about that. Not on the podcast, but you and I yeah. have. I like Kolsch because, like I've mentioned, like I think that making light beer is really hard. And yeah. a lot of craft breweries do a Kolsch as their lightest beer. So I will typically yeah. order a Kolsch at a brewery that, I've, that I'm at for the first time. I will try their Kolsch because I'm, that's kind of how I set my bar, I guess, of yeah. like, do I think this place is legit or not? If your Kolsch tastes like butt, I'm probably going to think differently about you. Because in the world of brewing, like, I don't know, making an IPA, I'm like, yeah, anybody can make an IPA. Everybody makes multiple IPAs. But can, yeah. you, make a, can you make a good tasting beer that I want another one of when you, like, pull back all right. the big hitting ingredients? It's the finesse, right? Yeah. It's so gentle. it's like... It's like uh, it's like singing. So you can belt it, but can you go? Can you go falsetto? Can you go with like the very soft, nuanced, yep, emotive? Like can you can you hit that part too? And that's uh, I don't know. That's why we love beer because there's that's a great it, analogy. You're really smart. You know, it's why we're friends because you say things like that. Wow. Uh, I didn't say it. You said it. No, that you give me compliments. That's oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. hungry for people to say nice things about me. That's, <laughs> hey, I'll keep them coming, buddy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think, and I don't know why, because it's a very the step from a lager or a pilsner up to a Kolsch, it's very minimal. Like the, it's not a it's not a giant leap. It's not like oh my gosh, that's so much different. You would taste it and be like. Huh. I think we went from like a level three to maybe three and a half or four. Like it's right. not a giant, it's not a giant leap. However, the there's a weird craftsmanship thing that happens. And for someone to come out and make a Kolsch, and not every brewery will, um, I would say, I don't know, in my experience, maybe it's different for you. You've got a lot more breweries up there, but... 
uh, just traveling around, I feel like there's probably only half of the breweries have Kolsch, like mm-hmm. the, that they actually make. Um, when I, you know, I throw those in the flights every once in a while. And when I do, for sure, you can start to pick up, you can pick up the minimal pieces that are going to be uh, elevated in their IPA. It, even in their stouts and stuff, you can you can find the commonalities within them, and it starts at that level. And I think that's the, I mean, that's why we love. That's why I love at least to go to different breweries because you start to pick up on those pieces. Like the DNA of that specific brewery. What's your backbone? What's the yep. skeleton that's going to be in all of your beers? And you start to see that at that at that lighter level. Yep. Totally. Okay. That's great, man. All cool, right. cool. Lager Pilsner. Lager Pilsner. That's and what then we got. with the little Kolsch thrown in there, too. A little Kolsch thrown in there. It's all kind of the same wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm ready to open another beer, though. How about you? Uh, I already opened my second beer, so I'm good. Good boy. That'll and this was the, this isn't a, this was a full pint. Mm. Going hard today. Atta boy. Yeah. Um, Got to earn it. That's great. Uh, I'm going to uh, an IPA. This is Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium. I approve. I'm a big fan. I um, So they've come out. I feel like every single time I go to Walmart, v- there's another Voodoo Ranger variation. There's a yeah. lot of them. There's a lot of them. They've really, they've really doubled down on that branding model of the voodoo. I would say they dozen downed because I mean it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, is that a voodoo yeah. ranger? Which variation of the voodoo ranger is it? It's yeah. like a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of voodoo rangers out there. This is just the regular one, uh, which is which is fantastic. I'm a big fan of the regular one. Yep, I dig it. Um, I dig it. Yeah, I just pulled it up on Untapped, which I you can find us on un, Untapped. You can find me. Uh, Voodoo Ranger. So there's Voodoo Ranger IPA, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin, Liquid Paradise, Juicifer. 1985 IPA, Higher Plane, American Haze. That that's a lot. That yeah. is a that's a lot of them. It's weird. I, yeah, it is. It's great. I bought. You find what works and you roll with it. Yeah, I bought their like uh, variety IPA pack. Yeah, because I'm. The next beer I brew, I'm gonna bottle. So Ooh. I need, so I need bottles. <laughs> so I've been buying. Uh, normally, I buy cans of beer, uh, but I've been buying bottles of beer on purpose because I'm trying to collect some bottles. And yeah, um, this pack came with a. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it's an amber IPA. Which I didn't know was a thing. I think it's called Wild Ride. Wild Ride Amber IPA. 
Uh, it's good. From New Belgium. Yeah, it's in their, it's in their little pack. Wow. And this Voodoo Ranger came in that as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's like that Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA I think is in there. Um, maybe the Hazy too. But I was just, I was like, Amber IPA? Those are two different things. What does that even mean? And I'm not going to lie, it tastes like an IPA. So It's just a little bit darker. A little more crystal in there probably. Yeah. Crystal yeah. malt. Some color added, yeah. Um, all right, all right. You feel good? So good. This next topic is going to be. Uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So Andrew and I, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't caught on yet, we're not. I mean, we're just a couple of, we're just a couple of dringuses, you know. We are and very professional. Very professional at this, but all the time. We were t- we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about off off mic that it's weird that holidays have mascots, yeah, and uh, that it would be fun to break those down and explain what the heck is going on with all these uh, holiday mascots. So, Andrew, give yeah. us the, give us some examples of what well, a holiday mascot is. First and foremost. My go-to is always to make sure that I I don't offend people as quickly as possible. So if we offend you because you take one of or more of these holidays personally as like, wait, that's my guy, the leprechaun from St. Patty's Day. Like, that's my heritage. Like, okay, I don't know how your heritage is a leprechaun. But if that's how that works for you, I and we offend you somehow... I'm sorry, and then also, very quickly, because I don't know you, um, we're just talking about holiday mascots, so don't make this that big of a deal. Like, this should just be a nonsense topic that should be a lot of fun. And if you're you're like, wait a sec, this podcast is about nonsense, you're damn right it is. Like, (laughs) that's what this is all about. And you know what? I appreciate what you just said. And if you're listening to this and you just heard Andrew say that he doesn't want to offend anybody, uh, I would like to make it public that I'm going to go the opposite way. And if you're listening to this, (laughs) I don't want to offend you, but if you're listening to this and we're about to hurt your feelings about holiday mascots, (sighs) then get a life and grow up. All right? If, if what we're about to say about St. Patrick's Day hurts your feelings, then you got way bigger problems. The great thing is I'm pretty sure it's only your friends that are listening to us at this point. So you have the ramifications yeah. on that. So, yeah. Congratulations. My friends and my brother. What else do we need? Oh, gosh. Carson, hello again. Shout out. Um. So, I okay, personally... All holidays for me begin and end with Christmas. I just, that's my childhood favorite. I think that's a lot of people's favorite. And Santa Claus is, I mean, that is, that's the guy. When you are all about Christmas, that's the guy. Also, there's all, (laughs) there's the fun variation in there. I was raised in a very... How should we put this? Conservative, religious upbringing mm-hmm. that 
did not include Santa Claus because oh interesting uh, because that would diminish that would take away from what Jesus Jesus birth so well because you want to go to heaven I get it yeah and uh, so I didn't <laughs> that's the run. that's the willing to offend and don't want to offend let me talking. just run over the speed bump at 40 miles an hour like it's just I keep rolling uh, I didn't get to fully appreciate Santa Claus growing up. Uh, now that I have a son, the knee-jerk reaction that I have is, wait, we can't do Santa Claus? That's like... And then the other knee-jerk reaction is, but it's okay. Like, we can, we can, still, we can still have Santa Claus in the mix. Like, it's okay. It's okay. So Santa Claus, uh, weird, weird mascot. Um, this one, I f- is just jolly, big, overweight. Why does Santa Claus have have to be overweight? It doesn't even fit with it going down the chimney. You can't fit down a chimney. I don't understand it. I don't understand why that's the depiction of a guy. Because I, I okay, right? Saint Nick, that's an actual guy. We did zero research. Supposedly, I don't even know if that's true. I believe supposedly, it, but I don't even know I if believe, that's true. Supposedly, St. Nick was an actual guy that brought presents to kids that were hurt. Not hurt. Probably, I don't know, didn't have presents. Yeah. Helped them out. Poor. St. Nick. Poor, sure. Uh, I don't know what the what the defining line on there is. Like, are you poor? Do you make enough? He's not looking at, like, your tax returns. Rabbit trail, (laughs) rabbit trail, rabbit trail. St. Nick. Why is St. Nick overweight? Well, he lives on cookies and hot cocoa. For one day of the year. No, 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 man. That's a lifestyle, dog. I, in my mind, Santa Claus is on the Peloton the other 364 days of the year. Like, he's on it. He is yeah. working out. He uh, he takes off the the fur coat. He takes all that off, and he's in spandex. He's in biker shorts. He's like, yeah. he's he's riding the peloton. That's what he's doing. Well, so did you get? I feel like this might turn into us just talking about Santa. Did you get? It's fine. Uh, which I'm fine with that. Did you get Christmas presents as a kid? Yeah. And Got were they from Santa? Not a bunch. I didn't. Get, let's be clear. My parents are school teachers. Did not get a bunch of presents. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, especially as I've gotten older and I've heard other people's Christmas experiences, like, oh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> you had a different experience than I did. Um, yes, I got presents. I got z. My parents told me from like early on. That you're gonna hear about Santa Claus, he is not a real person. But we don't tell people that he's not a real person. Because okay. I had cousins, I had cousins that were a little bit younger than me, and I think my aunts and uncles were terrified that my older sisters and I would tell their children that Santa Claus doesn't exist. So, but I was a rule. I'm a. I am a rule follower. 
I did not tell them that Santa didn't exist. I just smiled and nodded, and I was like, all right, Santa, yeah. And I was like, no, so Idiot. much more than you. Yeah. So when you got Christmas presents, they sure said yep. from mom and dad. Yeah, well, okay. M- yes. If my mom remembered to get the like the the sticker that said the to and from, otherwise yep. she just tried to remember based on the size of the box and the wrapping paper who it was for and amazing. <laughs> that. But it, yeah, it was always from mom and dad. Always got gotcha. Yeah, so I had a very different experience. My parents were full-on Santa Claus and full-on Jesus. Yeah. Grew up in a Christian home. And uh, I was very aware that we were celebrating Jesus' birthday. Yeah. But uh, my parents went so hard with Santa. Yeah. And it was the most fun thing ever. My family has some weird Christmas traditions. Um, so Santa, they never like did the, we never did the, like, if you're naughty, then you won't get anything. And if you're nice, that was never, yeah, that was never a thing. I didn't really know about that till Christmas movies, but, um, but we got get like, basically we would get a, you know, my brother and I were close in age. We would get like a big gift every year. That was typically for the both of us you know for example like a basketball hoop or like we got skateboards or whatever and that would be from santa and then like the socks and underwear and t-shirts and that kind of stuff would be from my parents on the on the on the package so what was fun is my parents went like all out so it like really added to the Christmas experience. Like we hung a key on the front door on Christmas Eve because we didn't have a chimney. So Santa needed a way to get in and we would, <laughs> we would set up. So, I mean, you can laugh, you can laugh. Uncle Pat, that is genius. That's You so can good. laugh, but when you're six, it. it's pretty yeah. awesome. We're it like, obviously sense. we don't have a fireplace. We got to put the key on the front door. And so we had this little, we had a stocking that a key would go in and we would hang that on the front porch for Santa. So he could get in our house. Uh, We would leave cookies and carrots, cookies for Santa, carrots for the reindeer. My parents would chew up the carrots and leave them in the front yard. What? So that when in the morning we would go out there and be like, the reindeer ate the carrots. There's chewed up carrots in the yard. There's carrot remnants. Yeah, yeah. So they were really going all out. Here's what's amazing about my parents. Another tradition that we have is that on Christmas Eve, we sleep around the Christmas tree. And what I mean is we move all the furniture out of the living room and we blow up air mattresses and we sleep right next to the tree. And we've been doing that since we've done that every Christmas that I've been alive, even now. I bring my wife to my parents' house and we sleep on an air mattress in front of the Christmas tree with my brother and his wife and my parents. It's <laughs> everyone has their own air mattress, but it's a real scene. So 
my brother and I would be sleeping on an air mattress two feet from the Christmas tree, and my parents would sneak in all the presents. So my family did no presents under the tree until Christmas Eve. So my parents have this other side of the tradition, now that I'm a grown-up, where what me and my brother thought was like magic happening. They have all these great memories of like putting their kids to bed, and then they open a bottle of wine, and they're wrapping Christmas presents and sneaking around the house trying not to wake us up. Right. To get a basketball hoop in the living room. Right. They never messed it up one time. I never. They never woke us up. They pulled it off every year. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always just thought, like, once I learned, once I, you know, once I, like, started going to school and stuff and figured out that Santa wasn't a guy, um, then my parents invited me in to participate in tricking my little brother. How old were you when you figured it out? I was probably like 10, between 10 and 12. Yeah. You know, at the age where it's like, okay, I'm just like doing the math here. This isn't. And so I had a, I have a memory of going to my mom a few weeks before Christmas and being like, Santa's not real, right? And she was like, yes, he's not real. They never like lied to me about it. He's not real. Don't tell your brother. We'll talk about this later. And then that Christmas, I got to participate as like with the adults. It was like, right. so you this drank is the like, wine. yeah, we're, yeah, drank chewed wine. Up the exactly. <laughs> chewed up the carrots. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm having a nice Merlot. That was a big, that was a big year. Yeah, her. exactly. Exactly. Um, but then it was fun because then there was like a couple of years there where, I got to participate in like making my brother believe in magic, you know, and, uh, you know, and then eventually it goes away. And, and then my brother and I like did fun stuff for our, you know, little cousins and, and that kind of stuff. And now I do that. I do that kind of crap for my nephews. Like I'm like, you know, I joke with them about Santa and I don't know. I never thought of it as like malicious. I just, right. It was always just like in good fun and, it was never like a lie. And I also never felt like it took away from the, I don't know. There was never a moment in my life where I was like, Christmas is about Santa. It's not about, you know, the actual holiday. Right. Right. right, right. It was always like, this is just part of it. Right. So I don't know. One of my favorite, I'll tell you, I'll say this story and then, and then we'll need to move on. Cause this is about holiday mascots, not just Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, he's so, the leader. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I started off. I was like, we don't need Smart. to finish. We need to start with Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm doing I'm doing youth ministry, and <laughs> my buddy and I, we have this youth group. Eric's a part of it, and <laughs> we Team have shout we out. We have oh my gosh, we have a mom. So this is junior high and senior high. And I believe that this was the girl at the, she's in junior high at this point. She's not in grade school. She's in junior high. I think she's in seventh grade. And my buddy had made a comment into the microphone at one of those nights about Santa Claus. And it wasn't explicit like, 
hey, just so you all know, Santa Claus isn't real. But he just made like a passing joke about Santa and, and, and just left it at that. And the girl goes home to her mom and says, Mom, I need you to tell me the truth. <laughs> because at this point in my life, I believe I believe that Santa Claus is real. But I don't want to, like a couple years from now, whenever, I don't want to be a mom and believe that Santa Claus is real. And then my kids not get presents because I'm waiting for Santa Claus to bring them presents. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the mom finally was like, okay, I guess at this point we got to tell you, yeah, no, Santa Claus not. And she was the youngest. She was the youngest of the families. And she's like, yeah, Santa Claus not real. Oh, And then of course gosh. she shared it with, us like hey just so you know this happened and it was it was the funniest thing like how long could you imagine being in junior high and still believing like no there's a thing i don't have to worry about i don't have to worry about christmas because santa's got christmas yeah nuts that's nuts and to be to be smart enough (laughs) so this person's obviously not dumb to be smart enough to be thinking like if you don't tell me the truth right now, you're going to ruin the lives of my future children, and I'm in the seventh grade. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, just to be, and j- the, thankfully, she wasn't like a, she wasn't pregnant at the time. It wasn't like she got pregnant early, like, yeah, and mom, by the way, I'm pregnant right now, and I need to know, because in nine months, no, she, uh, she is a mom currently. Is this person uh, married to one of our friends? No, 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 no. Oh. She is married, and Man. she has two kids at this point. I was very close but, to sending a text message, because I had narrowed uh, it down to who I thought you were talking about. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This be is like, not. Dude, your wife believed in Santa till middle school? Um, that's hilarious. Okay, so other... Hol- Santa is obviously other, the king of the holiday yeah, mascots. Yep. So, so other holidays with, with mascots... Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go. Uh, I mean, chronologically, is that the right? Uh, I'll let I'll let it I'll let you use that. Yeah. So New Year's Eve has the the drunk white girl. That's the representation <laughs> of New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a sad mascot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Depends. I, mean, I guess depends on. Never mind. We're not gonna. It depends uh, on the circumstances. Yeah. And it depends on the girl and the drunk level. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to approach that one. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. After, after New Year's, uh, we have Valentine's Day in, in February. Yeah. Uh, So Cupid would be the old mascot there, which is a super weird thing. Okay, Santa Claus was fat. That's fine, I guess. He's jolly. He's old. He's eating lots of cookies, like you said. Not, yeah. Apparently not on the Peloton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cupid, chunky little baby that can fly and shoots people with arrows with a tip made of a heart. Yeah. What? Adds up to me. 
And that's like, oh, it's so cute. No, he's shooting people with an arrow. And when he shoots you, you lose control of your emotions. You automatically fall in love with the next person that you see. This is terrifying. That would be the worst thing. That would be the worst possible thing if that was a real. If that was real, our world would crumble. Keep it. Yeah, like it's doing really good right now because it's not real. You know what I mean? The (laughs) the thing about Cupid that I don't understand is why is he for me? Less love. We don't need more love. Less love. Stop with the love. What I don't understand about Cupid is why is he always depicted as a baby? (laughs) In a well, like a poorly dressed baby. He's always just got like a sheet just hanging on him. Little diaper. I don't get it. It's weird. Do you guys do Valentine's Day? You take it seriously? I will say this about me and my wife. No, not 30 years. Uh, 2004, so we're working on 17 years this year. Nice. Um, we, We enjoy celebrating each other with any with any excuse possible. Yeah. Like just the chance to hang out, have a good meal, um, and just enjoy each other's company. Any chance that I get to have an excuse to do that is worth it. So yeah. Um, but no, holidays it's they're just days. Uh even our anniversary, even birthdays, she and I I mean, we try to make a big deal like for Luke's birthday and stuff, but she and I, we're pretty flexible on those things. We know that the priority is actually to celebrate one another, not necessarily what day. I don't care what day it's actually on. Um, yeah. Like, just make it a priority. Anyway, uh, you guys big on you guys big on holidays? We're not really big on Valentine's Day. I mean, you're big on uh, birthdays, though, right? We talked about we're, that before. We're big on. We're big on one person's birthday, if you know what I'm saying. We, uh, Valentine's Day, I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a crazy extravagant thing. We will probably sometime around Valentine's Day, like, go have a meal together. But, similar to what you said. On the actual day, it's a zoo. Bad idea. Yeah, I mean... On actual Valentine's Day, one of my favorite traditions, not a tradition, but just a thing we've done a handful of times. We haven't purposefully stated this as a tradition, (laughs) but it turns into us just like ordering pizza because you can't get a reservation anywhere. And so I'm like, this is awesome. We're just going to like eat pizza and stuff. Um, The uh, You doing okay, pal? (laughs) I'm doing great. Are you thinking about an old joke? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. I know, I know you are. Uh, we'll just move past that. Uh, the uh, yeah, Valentine's Day. I mean, we don't like buy each other gifts or anything. And you a flowers uh, guy? Do you get her flowers? No, not for Valentine's Day. I get her flowers when I say rude shit, and then the next day I realize like. Oh, that was I said something pretty not nice last night. So I'll flowers is I'm just a stereotype. Flowers is me going I recognize that it's last night was my fault. It's an apology. Well, an apology maybe 
but typically I've already said sorry, but it's just me going, yeah. now that I've thought about it, I realize that, I guess it is an apology. I realize I w- it's me surrendering. I'm like, I was in the wrong. Sorry. I overreacted. I spoke out of turn. But for Valentine's Day, I mean, no, I'm not like buying chocolate or we're not doing anything yeah. like that. It's more just like, yeah. hey, it's Valentine's Day. I love you. You want to go to the bar that we go to every week and have a meal together and we'll high five and say happy Valentine's Day. But nothing yeah. crazy. After Valentine's Day, though, is St. Patrick's Day. Sure is. How do you feel about that? Green. You're into it? You are a ginger. Uh, Am I? I mean... I call it a dirty strawberry blonde. Yeah. That's a... And the rest of us call that being ginger. My beard is... Got some ginger in it. I don't... You can't even call it a beard. Uh, My facial hair that is sparsely grown. Anyway... Uh, I would say you probably, I mean, I don't know this. This is a guess, but I would guess that you've got some Irish in you. No. Really? No, not Irish. Scottish. Not Irish. Scottish, mm. English, German. Those are my primary. Mm. That's a powerhouse team right there. Dominated the world for a while. Uh, with a very distant Native American. Hey, good for you. Made the Made the team. Uh, that's great. What's the question? St. Patrick's Day. I enjoy, um, the, (laughs) so I've read that this is actually a bigger holiday in the United States than anywhere else, anywhere else, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, it is, I think it's fun. I have a buddy that actually he plays the bagpipes, and so and he's real good at it. Like he's 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 talented at the bagpipes. It's not like he just has some. Um, so he <laughs> he gets dressed up in his in his uh, attire. He's got a kilt. He told me this year. I don't remember how many feet. Apparently, you measure kilts in like the amount of fabric that's in them he's like oh yeah that's a that's an eight foot kilt and i'm like eight foot what are you talking about he's like well it's eight feet of fabric i'm like cool i guess that's a lot that you're carrying around with you but uh so he wears his kilt he looks real good uh and he plays his bagpipes which are real loud and i'm a fan uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I really think that, I think that with the United States, it is just a fun excuse to go out and have some beers. Yeah. Everybody pretends that they're Irish at that time. Mm-hmm. That most are not. Uh, yeah. and, and they just drink beer. Do you drink green beer on St. Patty's day? No. Uh, not that I'm against it. I just St. Patrick's Day is so interesting to me because it like you said in America, which is where I live, it has turned into this like we can get drunk on a Tuesday. Or like we can yeah. drink we can drink on Tuesday because it's St. Patrick's Day or whatever day it falls on. And I'm just so confused by it cuz I'm like 
You know that you could do that every day, right? Every Tuesday. It's very strange. Yes, I've never really been into it. Um, I do have some Irish uh, uh, ancestry, but it was never like a heavily pushed thing. St. Patrick's Day is just what it is. And I have some cousins that are like way into it and they act like our family is way more Irish than it is. And you yeah, know, they make fun. a lot of, they like to make it pretty well known on social media that they're drinking for our grandpa and that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I never heard him talk like that. So I don't really know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's not a thing. I love Irish food. So mm. St. Patrick's day to me would be an excuse to like go down to, our local Irish pub O'Doherty's and have like bangers and mash or, yeah. Or a pot pie or something like that. But yeah. Or a Reuben, but I'm not like, I'm not like going out or it's not like a thing. I'm typically like making plans about on St. Patrick's day. Yeah. And I'm eating that food like normally. So it's not a special occasion. Like, Oh, this is the Reuben I eat this year. I'm like, I eat Reuben's. Yeah, it's because it's your heritage. It's very good. It's my heritage. (laughs) I need to push pause for a second. I gotta go to that. You're good. Do it. I should too. Team Pete. That feels better. Okay. So, after St. Patty's is a little bit of a dry spell. Uh, Easter. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Happy Easter. Uh, and one real close to right now, actually, when we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, Easter mascot, the Easter Bunny. Yeah. The most random of them all. I mean, I, the one that makes the least sense, for sure. I It doesn't... I don't understand any of it. I didn't, obviously... Uh, if you expect us to do any research for, uh, ahead of time, you are, at this point, you're just living in uh, disappointment. Yeah, you are mistaken. I don't understand the Easter Bunny. I don't understand why it's a bunny. I don't understand <laughs> why the Easter Bunny... I, why he hit... What's the deal with baskets and eggs? Don't get it. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Probably the only thing as far as that in that realm that makes sense to me is the color scheme. The pastels. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I it's springtime. Yeah. Sure. Flowers are blooming. I like that. So pinks, purples, yellows. Yeah, let's roll with that. What the uh, how does a I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't get it. It's very confusing. I don't get it. I don't know who started the uh, like yeah, it's Easter. You know the Easter Bunny. What? Why? Why the Easter Bunny? Why that animal? Why East in white eggs yeah. from that animal? Yeah. It's physiological. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. It's always been confusing to me that the bunny is the guy, and then the treat is the eggs because bunnies don't lay eggs. Correct. It's very weird. That's, my, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you saying it should be the other way around? Like it should be the mascot should be the egg and the and the treat is the bunny? You're like, guess what our 
Well, guess what our meal is now for Easter every single year? It's rabbit, rabbit stew. Yes. That's a little bit more like the, yes. that's more like St. Patrick's exactly. Day. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's very confusing to me. Uh, if we were a good podcast, we probably would have uh, done a little deep dive because I'm sure the internet would tell us how this happened. But I don't care enough to do that. I just, I enjoy just going, this is weird. And it's a weird thing that, these two things are related. Yeah. Like, it just feels like someone was drunk and there's, and just like, yeah, you don't need the Easter bunny. Yeah. Wait, what? Which, yeah, that bunny, whoever thought of it, I don't know who did it, but they probably have a nice boat. So they've made a killing. <laughs> they've made a killing. Whoever marketed Easter, is crushing it because Cadbury, Mr. Yeah, Cadbury, exactly the candy companies. Because half of Walmart is Easter themed right now. Well, let's think about this. So, candy sales have to be significantly higher at this point during. Easter. Oh yeah, there's no way. But there's also unique candies. So you have the candy gate, candy cane for Christmas. You don't eat that any other time of the year. Yeah, peppermints, sure. That's just more for breath. Mm -hmm. That's breath control. Uh, in Easter, you don't eat Cadbury eggs or Peeps any other time of the year. Well, you shouldn't eat Peeps even I, around Easter because they're disgusting. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. I would suggest not eating either of those any time of the year, including, including you, Easter. You don't like Cadbury eggs? I do appreciate. No, I used to. I appreciate the variations. There's like a caramel Cadbury egg now, mm. which I'm fine. I'm down with that. That's like a giant Rollo. I'm I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think that they've done a peanut butter Cadbury egg because that's just a Reese's peanut butter cup, which also down with that. The standardized Cadbury eggs just makes me feel like I am. It's like uh, I'm just drinking, eating just straight sugar. That's all it is. I'm just shoveling sugar into my mouth. And after a certain age, you feel less good about that. Yeah, you're too good for it. I get it. No, not too good. You, <laughs> you feel less good about it. <laughs> like, I hate that I just did that. And now my body physically hates that I just did yeah. that. That was a bad it's choice. It's like eating sludge. There's repercussions for it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, there's a lot to it. Uh, so that's a, that's a thing. Easter's weird. The Easter bunny is weird. Easter's not weird, but the Easter bunny is a weird thing. Yeah. I'm sure that there's probably people that are like, all of these holidays <laughs> used to be you know, pagan holidays before they became Christian holiday because Christmas and Easter and all that stuff. I don't really... There's some reasons that we have to celebrate, though. Mm. So whatever day they land on, yeah. cool. Yeah. What do you think about that as a whole? Like, like, you have this holiday that is contrary to your beliefs, and you decide, you know, we need a day to celebrate you know, this unique aspect of my faith on. So we're going to hijack that holiday 
and we're going to take it over. Yeah. That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. That's an interesting move. Probably not for this podcast episode, though. That's probably a that's a rabbit trail. We don't need that's a Easter bunny uh, rabbit trail. I see what you're doing there. Uh, this is the second holiday in a row that involves making a very specific food that I am not following yeah. the rules. Oh. No ham? Not making a ham for Easter. Uh, at Thanksgiving, okay. I opted to not make a turkey. And my wife was oh. so happy with it that I'm also not making a ham for Easter. And instead, I'm making prime rib. Um, That's a good choice. We're doing tri-tip. Another great choice. Um, What did you do Thanksgiving? I did elk steaks. Right. Yeah, we did all the Thanksgiving fixings. You know, we did the mashed potatoes and the yeah. and the green bean yeah. casserole and the cornbread. But I was just like, I don't like turkey. What if we did red meat and I had some elk? And so we ate elk. And it was fantastic. And the preparation took an hour instead of all day. It was much better. Um, prime rib. That sounds... I thought about doing prime rib, but tri-tip so much easier. Tri-tip is very good. I like... I think tri-tip is one of my favorite because it is high quality. It's relatively like cheap in comparison to some, some of the other cuts of meat. And... It's quick. Yep. Like you don't have to spend all day on right. it. And it still comes out incredibly, incredibly yep. well. Yep, I agree. Let's keep rolling. So after Easter Easter we got a little bit of a, a little bit of a run here. Yep. Easter. Uh next up we have Fourth of July. Yep. Which I feel like we didn't talk about this beforehand, but like Uncle Sam, that's the that would be the the mascot there? Yeah, which was invented to recruit people to sign up for the draft. Right. What a cool guy that is. Yeah, come fight and potentially die for Who him. doesn't like that? Uh, I like 4th of July. That 4th of July may actually... So, if I'm ranking holidays, it is... In my adult life and my child life, that's two different, two different rankings. Currently, I think I go, I still go Christmas. There's nothing like Christmas. Um, I also love Easter, but that's because I love the not Easter bunny side of things, but actually the what Jesus did side mm -hmm. of things. So, down with that. Uh, I really enjoy Fourth of July. Yeah, it's a good time. It's and, and Thanksgiving, obviously, as well, because uh, that's all about food and watching football, so there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But Fourth uh, of July, and I feel like that's probably the, the holiday that has gained the most ground as an adult since we've lived in the LC Valley. Uh, it is, it's, it's awesome. Yep. Fireworks, barbecuing all day long, enjoying beer all day long. Uh, 
It's fantastic. Yep. I love Fourth of July. Uh, the Fourth of July is just basically the holiday that is designed for you to hang out with your friends. Yeah. Just like it's it's yeah. the only it's the only like I mean not every holiday is this way, but the major holidays. I feel like it's expected that you hang out with your family. But on 4th of yeah. July, it's like, no, everyone hangs out with their friends. At least for my family. That's how it is. It's like, just do your own thing. Like, go to barbecues. And like you said, go figure it out. Like, go have fun. Which I'm down with that. I think that your brother should be a minor mascot of 4th of July. My brother, 4th of July because is his, his favorite day ever. Uh, yeah. I, his firework, fireworkness, firework aficionado, whatever you want to call it, describe it. Pyromania? He goes nuts. That might be more accurate. Yeah. He goes nuts. And he still does, and he's a grown-ass adult. Which I, I mean, that that almost lead, like, gives more credence to it, like, all right, well, this wasn't something, this wasn't a phase that you grew out of. Nope, that's just, you actually, it's a thing that is part of you. That's Yeah. Something. My brother is very I into fireworks. Real into fireworks. It's great. We would go to like the town fireworks show. And we try, we try to come down to Clarkston for the 4th of July because it's a good time. Yeah. And you go down, the, the city does a fireworks show, and then go back to my parents' house and pull up a lawn chair and just watch my brother burn paychecks in the form of fireworks <laughs> i mean he buys fireworks uh, he he has guys that own fireworks stands that are like texting him their inventory and they're like he probably in in one year will spend more on fireworks than i will spend in my entire life yeah oh yeah he has a budget he has a firework budget and he, uh, it's like, oh yeah, like he knows guys that own fireworks stands and lives close enough to a reservation that yeah. he's not working with, he's not working with like regulations. regulations. Yeah. He's, he's got hookups. When, <laughs> when Amy and I first moved to the LC Valley, so she, she lived in Fresno California. Growing up, I lived in Oregon. Oregon is no fun. I mean, they, they, you can't do anything. In you can do heroin. You can do heroin, and you can protest. You can do those things, but uh, can't have a firecracker. So I, yeah, I grew up and it was like sparklers, yeah, grand bloom flowers. Yeah. That's like it. Uh, we moved here, and the first Fourth of July. It might have even been, I think we may have parked at your parents' house. Um, but we parked close by, and the school is where they shoot all the fireworks off of. And we we're going to walk down to the school. And I'm walking my my wife that we've been married at this point a year, like just coming up on our first anniversary. And she's terrified. Yeah. Because there's fireworks going off everywhere we're walking down the street and (laughs) there's like a canister that gets knocked over yeah and it shoots a firework 
that's supposed to be up in the air like 50 feet mm -hmm. plus shoots a firework underneath a car. Yeah. It goes off under the car. It's like it's a it's a colorful fire is what it is. Yeah. And Amy is she is hiding so hard behind me. She's convinced that this car is going to explode yep. and we're going to because it's I mean it's right next to us. This is normal. Yeah. It's happening everywhere all the time yeah. in Clarkston. It was it was an eye opener. That's Clarkston, baby. Uh, we learned a few things. It was like, oh, I guess we're gonna be okay. Like I guess <laughs> I guess yeah. things things just happen and it's gonna be all right. Yeah. Like you just roll with it and people like to to play with fire. Yeah. Yeah, my brother is he has kind of two lanes. Uh he wants to he's convinced that he can put on a better fireworks show in his driveway than the people that get paid to do it at the park. <laughs> and there's been years where he's been in the running. <laughs> his other goal is that if the cops don't show up, he didn't do a good enough job. Like he wants, he wants enough people to call the cops that a cop drives by really slow and make sure that everybody's sober. And this is when he, yeah. this is when he's like 12. He's yeah. putting on a neighborhood fireworks show as an elementary age student. Yeah. He's he, like our, all of our, like all my parents' neighbors, they would just all come to my parents' house and sit in the front. Like, there would be 50 people sitting in my parents' front yard because they're like, Carson's going to do something insane tonight. And my parents just let him go crazy. Um, and then the other thing that he is dedicated to is having the loudest boom. And it's a weird thing. Like, he knows the houses in town where the where the other guys are that are like, building bombs literally <laughs> and he's like well you know oh, jim over there on seventh street he's gonna he's gonna fill garbage bags full of helium and la launch them up into the air so i gotta find something that's louder than a bag of helium exploding and that's every year it's not that sounds crazy <laughs> but that's so normal for clarkston I think one of the funniest pieces to all of this is Carson got married and then he moved to your like same street as your parents. Oh yeah, house, just a couple houses. Stayed back. in the neighborhood. Like, no, no, no. This is my, this is my turf. Yeah. I have spent years developing. Yep. He doesn't have to. Yep. He hasn't have to go. He's so it. into it. It's very fun. It is fun. It's it's fun yeah. when you when you have no skin in the game and you're just like. I'm just watching. Right. This is crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> You're just sitting in a lawn chair. You're nuts. Yeah. Uh, okay. After the Fourth of July. Fourth of July is great. We really we we probably should be wrapping up here. There's two holidays left. Yeah. Two major holidays. Left. We've hit the fun ones though. Because um, you can't hit Labor Day. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no real mascot there. I. I typically, when I when I hear Labor Day within the first millisecond in my brain, I don't go to like the workforce. We're taking a day off of work because everyone that's been working. 
I go to the women that have had pregnancies and have babies. Yeah. That's the uterus day. It's Labor Day. Yeah, they should definitely yeah. be celebrated that they can <laughs> do that. It's worth it. I think that's worth it. Take a day the off, ladies. should be celebrated. Yeah. And we all celebrate. Uh, anyway. So really the the big two that we got left are Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, obviously Halloween is first and given that we're going in chronological calendar order yep. uh, that we should we should talk about Halloween. Yep. Uh, so Halloween, what is I've been trying to figure this out. What is the official mascot of Halloween? I. Yeah, likewise, trying to figure it out. I think when I think of the mascot of Halloween, I think of the headless horseman. I go two directions, and they're equally. I think they're equally split. Like I go with, in similar to the headless horseman, the jack o' lantern on top of the yeah, headless yeah. Horseman. That's what I think. Like that's, so I go to jack o' lantern, and then I immediately go like the the sheet goes. Yeah. Like the cartoonish goes out of totally. the Totally. That's what I go with. Totally. That's my... Um, I feel like Halloween is a an entire holiday of mascots, though. Yeah. Right? For sure. Like, people are just dressing up as a, as a mascot. Some of them more appropriately dressed than sure. others. Uh, and, and that's... Whatever. But Halloween's, I didn't spend a lot of time on Halloween. As you can probably tell by now with my up, upbringing, it was the devil's work. Not a big Halloween family? No, my family was the family that we would be at home. I never went trick-or-treating. Oh, wow. Zero times, zero times in my childhood to ever go trick-or-treating. Oh, wow. um, so we would be at home. And, and we lived on a cul-de-sac out of city limits. So it was like, there shouldn't have been a lot of foot traffic yeah. and there wasn't. And we have, I grew up on, my parents actually still live there. It's like just shy of three acres. So we live on a pretty, pretty big piece of land. The, and, and our driveway is not short. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's quite a ways. You can see when people turn onto the driveway you got some time. You're like, okay, we got 20 seconds yeah. before they're here. We were the family that would watch people turn up, and we knew no one should be visiting us on Halloween. Yeah. And the moment that they turned on our drive- driveway, we would turn all of the lights out, turn all of the music off, and we would pretend not to be home. Wow. That's, that was that us. That was you. We would hide, hide from people. Yeah. Which was also kind of fun. I mean, that's yeah, fun game. It was. It was kind of fun. It was. Yeah, it got my heart heart racing a yeah. little bit. Like, oh, they're at the door right yeah. now. I can hear. I can see. Idiots. Them. They don't. They don't know I'm yeah. here. It was so much yeah. fun. They're going to hell, idiots. <laughs> I have no of. Uh, I mean, I went trick or treating as a kid every year, and because candy, yeah. we scored candy, and it was great. Um, but now I wish trick-or-treaters would come to my house as an adult and we don't get any 
at, in my neighborhood. And it's not because it's a nice neighborhood. I think it's just because there's not a lot of kids around here. We try every year. We're ready. We got the light on. We got the shades open. And we got a big old bowl of candy. And we'll get like one or two kids every year. Um, but I yeah. love scary movies. So when I think of Halloween, I love the horror genre. I love suspense thrillers. So October and all of the Halloween season for me is just an excuse to watch movies that I love. So you're a real big Scream fan? Just you like? No, no, no. I like Jennifer Love. Hewitt. I like good it's movies. Like, yeah. That's your jam. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm more going for movies that are good and made well. Uh, oh, Scream too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after Halloween is Thanksgiving, which is arguably the arguably the greatest it's American so holiday. Um, cool. There are some arguments to be made. Uh, I, as far as mascots go, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, mascots, you can go with a giant turkey. I think that's gotta be. It's gotta be the giant turkey. Yeah. Uh, in usually a giant turkey wearing a pilgrim's costume. Yeah. Which, that's kind of a weird thing, but we roll with it because that's what it is. Do you think the pilgrims actually wore those top hats? Uh. Good question. I, not on a not on the daily. I don't know. I just feel like For if sure, you, no, if no. you were a Native American and a pilgrim, an English pilgrim, came waltzing up to you with a top hat on, don't you be? Don't you think you'd be like, yeah. "Who's this guy?" <laughs> like, don't you think it would just lose all intimidation factor? Like, you're here to conquer us. You're wearing that stupid hat. <laughs> uh. That's a good. It's a that's deep. A good point. It's a deep cut. <laughs> I think. I well. Let's put. Let's put this out there. I think Thanksgiving does have some deep cuts to it. Yeah, for sure. Like painful deep cuts. Absolutely. Um. And yet, today, it is in one. Of, like I said, it's one of my top favorite holidays. And it's because I can eat a tremendous amount of food, mm -hmm. watch all kinds of football. Yeah. Uh, also watch the dog, the whatever dog show that is. It's real fun to fall asleep. With. Oh wow, you're different than me. And uh, and my wife usually really enjoys watching the parade. Hmm. I hate watching the parade. And and then of course I get to spend some time with family. Yeah. So. Um, which if you're spending time with family, being able to have football as like, Hey, I got to go watch this game. That's a great, that's a, that's a good equalizer. Yeah. Safety net. Yeah. And you guys usually, you're, are you a travel? You usually travel for Thanksgiving, right? You go see family in Oregon. Yeah. Yep. So the, the way I work, Amy and I work. We have Amy's parents live here with us. They actually live like a half mile away from our house, uh, which is a fantastic thing because they're the most wonderful people in the world. Um, my family lives in Oregon still, so it's a drive 
for yeah. uh, like eight hours or so, something like Oof. that. Half, Depends on traffic. Um, so it's a it's a drive to get over there, and we very quickly realized that it is easier to travel Thanksgiving than it is on Christmas right. in that time frame. So we uh, had some very stern boundary setting conversations with my family and just said, look, uh, we, and we tried, I think for a couple of years to actually rotate Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it just was, it was a challenge. And I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. So we go, we go Thanksgiving at my parents' house every year. And then we go Christmas. We stay here. It's been great. It's yeah. Been That's good. That's good. Yeah. The last couple of years we've, we did the back and forth thing forever and Thanksgiving just so quick that this is the, this past year, 2020 was the second year in a row that we just, Amy and I just stayed here and did our own thing. And, yeah. uh, it's marvelous for Thanksgiving. We just, yeah. like I said, no Turkey. We had elk and we had a wonderful meal meal. And this year, my beloved Gonzaga Bulldogs played a game on Thanksgiving. So uh, it was a win for everybody, including for the Zags, because they don't lose, baby. All they do is win. So we ate elk, and we watched the Zags, and we drank orange beers, and it was a, it was a really great day. And I think... Two games left? Uh, yeah. They got two games Final left. four is on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> I think they're I, obviously when people are going to be listening to this that's going to be in the past uh this will come out on monday and if they win on saturday then the championship is on tuesday yeah i believe so hopefully hopefully this is real good yeah i they're the best yeah. it's their tournament to lose they're the best uh, team in basketball this year, they're absolutely the best team. Yep. Hands down. Yep. Go Zags. Go Zags. Yep. I like, I like that you, that we say, go Zags, right? That's a, say that a lot. Mm-hmm. But a Zag is not a thing. No, it is. They're actually the Bulldogs. Yeah. In it, so what is a Zag? Gonzaga University. It, I, it, I, it drives me nuts when people mispronounce Gonzaga. Well, I don't want to be pretentious, but allow me to. <clears throat> Gonzaga is actually... I feel like that's expected. Yeah. Gonzaga is actually a, is actually not the correct way to pronounce uh, the, the, the whom in which the school is named after. The school is named after St. Gonzaga. So all the people that say Gonzaga, that's correct. However, however, the school is commonly known as Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, but as a student there, the first thing you learn is we're all saying it incorrectly. It's named after the patron saint Gonzaga. So do you do you pridefully say it incorrectly? No, I say Gonzaga. And most of the time I say GU. Cuz I live in the city where the school is. So like I don't so, I don't So yes, you 
you pridefully say it incorrectly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I say it the way that everybody says it. Gonzaga. So it doesn't. It probably doesn't bother you then when people mispronounce. No, it. I don't care. And by mispronounce, I mean pronounce correctly. Yeah. yeah, but like around Spokane, I mean, I don't tell people. I don't ever say, "I go to Gonzaga." I say, "I go to Gio." That's it. It never. I never say it out loud. It's always just Gio. But it is what it is, and we're gonna hopefully bring home the championship this year baby and honestly i attribute the championship to my financial commitment to the university this year uh they've never had (laughs) if i if i could just take a little bit of credit here without without eric's financial contribution exactly who knows where they have they ever won before no. Have they ever had my financial contribution before? No. Okay, so let's do the math here. And also, I'd like to say, Coach Few, I have several more years of eligibility if you want to take advantage of it, okay? Uh, I'm not looking for minutes. I just want to be a hype guy. You can grow a mustache. I can grow a mustache. Look at me go. Yeah. 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 We'll see. I think they're going to win it all. I really think that. <laughs> I watched the UCLA-Michigan game, and I think that we will beat UCLA by 20. I th- I think, I still think, Michigan would have been a tougher out than UCLA. Well, that's what they said about USC. And I think uh, Baylor has, the whole season long, that's been the, like, that's going to be the matchup, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. But, but I still think... If Gonzaga plays just their average game, they don't have to play a great game. If they just play average, right. they will win. Yeah, I agree. They have to play a bad game to lose. They haven't played a bad game all year. They're very good. They got two left. They're good at basketball. It'll be fun. All right. I feel good about holiday mascots. I like them. I'm for him. Yeah. I think it's fun. Why not? Enjoy fun things. You gotta have somebody to root for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Short little guys dressed in green that have pots of gold. Yeah. Rainbows. Little naked babies that shoot arrows at your heart. Uh, bunny rabbits that make no sense whatsoever yeah. to be having eggs in baskets. Yeah. But we let them, we let them go. Yeah. We let them roam and we celebrate yeah. them. Sometimes you just gotta commit, you know? Uh, thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, it was kind of a long one, but thanks for riding with us. Sometimes you got to commit. You, you know? just got to commit. That's what I say. <laughs> um, we got an email. What? Didn't you get us an email? Oh, yeah, yeah. Imperialpodcasters at gmail.com. Imperialpodcasters at gmail.com. If you want to tell us what you think, I don't know. Sure, knock yourself out. Or if you want to ask any questions, knock yourself out. Uh, you can email us there, and we'll maybe answer it, or maybe we won't care. No, 100% guaranteed we will answer, because you know why? There's nothing else in that inbox. Wow. So we're, <laughs> we, All right. Even if, you, even if you're just like, this is the worst podcast ever, tell us yeah. that. We would love to hear yeah. it. And then I'll say, 
this is the worst comment I've ever received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potato, potato. Um, yeah, it's great. Cool, man. I like hanging out with you. This has been fun. Always. We'll do it again soon. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah.